0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select to Bet, and I'm joined by Greg Brown for a look ahead to this
1: weekend's best bets in Scotland. Happy New Year, Greg. How's it going? Yes, Happy New Year. I'm doing good, thanks. Good and doing I'm delighted to see fans returning to Scottish football next week. Yes, I know it's been. It feels.
0: Like it feels like a long time since we've done a podcast or even been to a game.
1: I think I'm probably started December, the last time I was at a match, and that wasn't a good watch. No, <laughs> there's not been many. The last podcast was probably just before Christmas. So, yeah, it's probably first podcast in three or four weeks. And yeah, I guess so... I a lot been happening in that time. It's probably been quite a volatile time to be betting, to be fair, in quite a lot of the leagues. Um, but I think January is always a tricky. Sort of period usually.
0: Yeah, we've had a, we've had a few weeks off and of course the Scottish Premiership has been off as well, but there's been plenty going on off the field, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, there has. I think um I think COVID takes centre stage for quite a lot of the stuff. Um lots and lots of games called off. I think I had four or five games over the course of two weeks that like you do the write up, do the research, and the game has been postponed due to COVID. I'm mm-hmm. so hopeful we'll get through that. And once we get into the kind of business end of the season, we'll be looking to deliver the same sort of profits as we did last season.
0: Yeah, I would imagine most of our listeners probably follow Scottish football fairly closely. But um, just kind of recap, I suppose, is that the Scottish Premiership went into an early winter break um, just after Christmas uh, in an attempt to kind of curb the spread of COVID, um, it was brought forward by a week, so the, Premier, the Scottish Premiership starts back this Monday, Greg, and it's uh, Celtic v Hibs followed by another five games on the Tuesday.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of activity amongst probably most of the teams in the Premiership, to be fair. Celtic have signed uh, another trio of Japanese players. it be fascinating to see how these guys adapt to the speed of Scottish football. Yeah. And if it's anything like Kyogo, then Celtic are on to a winner. But I think most clubs done business quite early. Mm-hmm. Hibs have done well. I think Hearts have seen a few players. Aberdeen, Motherwell have seen a few players. So I think at the moment, um, most clubs get their business done nice and early. But what it does do next week, it makes betting next week almost impossible, I would say. Especially across some of the matches that are so evenly matched.
0: Yeah, and you touched on Hibs there. I think since we've last done our podcast, they've appointed Sean Maloney as manager. And I think that looks like a fairly decent appointment.
1: It does, and it's a bit not out of the blue. It's not the sort of appointment you'd expect at Hibs, to be fair. But I think it's perfect time for Sean Maloney. He comes across really well. He's got a great pedigree in terms of who he's worked for, his management skills, his coaching um, history as well. And he's had a really good start yeah, sure. so far as
0: well. Sure. So far, so good. And he's added what looks like a few interesting signs as well. He's brought in Harry Clark from Arsenal, who I think was at Ross County last season. Ewan Anderson from Celtic. Uh, Elias Melkerson from Bodo Glimt, who I'm sure, sure David Weatherstone could probably fill us in a wee bit more than, than you and I would know probably about. better too. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I see that he's added uh, six foot two Belgian under-21 uh, internationalist Rocky, oh, Rocky Bousheary. Uh, no idea how good that boy is <laughs> but you're um, certainly not hanging about
1: no it's really good it's almost like a start of a new season almost mm. that's how it feels uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to next week's games um, midweek games I'll be at Tynecastle Castle on Tuesday night for St Johnson's game at Hearts Hart. Hearts also done a fair bit of business too mm-hmm. so there's been no mucking about anyway that's for sure
0: so, yeah, next week, as I say, the games are on Monday, which is Celtic v Hibs, and then four games on Tuesday, which includes Aberdeen v Rangers, uh, which should be a good game up in Pataudry. Uh We don't really have any tips as such for this one, Greg. As you say, it's probably worthwhile waiting a week for it to things the bed in a wee bit.
1: Yeah, I think at the moment there's probably two angles, one being Celtic corners, obviously. Obviously. At obviously, home. yes. You're <laughs> needing 12, though, for 65, which... It's still a big ask, albeit though, when you look at Celtic's numbers this season, it's yes. just incredible. They're hitting double figures every single week. And I think you can get 10.5 corners, over 10.5 corners at just under 4-5. So there's probably an angle in there somewhere, potentially, in that match. And I think I'll be keen on Hart's corners at home to St Johnston as well. Mm-hmm. Hart rack up their fair number of corners at home too. So yeah, I would I would go easy next week. Some impossible games to call next week, United. like certain Dundee Dungeon where, where do you start? You don't. <laughs> no, is that, is that, that's exactly that. You don't just let it run and yeah. let it fade in again. Yeah, and um, I think you'd also kind of mention to me
0: about potentially cards at Petaudry. um Aberdeen v Rangers usually a fairly feisty affair up there.
1: Yeah, there's no love lost at all between those two sides, and the fans being back as well under the floodlights, probably pouring the rain. You've got your your ideal candidates as always, so Lewis Ferguson will be one of them. Uh, he's always good for a booking against against Rangers. So even Rangers themselves they've booked up a fair number of cards this season too. I'd imagine that the line will be set pretty high. To mm. be honest, you're probably going to need at least five cards. I've not seen who the referee is yet. No. So, um, it may be worthwhile just doing a small stakes uh, bet, boulder, double on, on two players or, or, or even three players.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll get
1: stuck into that uh,
0: nearer kickoff time, Monday, yes, Tuesday. So, uh, if anyone's on the channel, then they'll get the tips on there. Um, but before that, we've got pretty much a full card in the War Leagues in Scotland and talk about managerial appointments I guess probably the biggest managerial appointment over the period was Derek McInnes's arrival at Kilmarnock who played at Partick Thistle on Friday
1: night An incredible coup for Kelly. I don't think when Tommy Wright left I don't know McInnes's name was touted but I don't think anyone believed mm. he actually get him he's a really really good capture for Kilmarnock and you look back through Kilmarnock's last year for managers the for Steve Clark on paper Tommy Wright was uh, a good capture, didn't quite work out after that, um, and now we've brought in Derek McInnes, who's got, obviously got a great pedigree almost a decade up at Aberdeen, yeah. down south as well, no Scottish football inside out, he'll travel there with Tony Doherty as number two, and Paul Sheehan as his, his part of his coaching staff, started off the season last weekend for, for for his tenure at Kilmarnock with a 2-0 win at Queen of the South. Massive two, massive three points. And like you say, they go to Patrick Thistle on Friday night. I think both clubs have lobbied for Nicola Sturgeon to allow yeah. the fans in earlier. Yeah, yeah. Doubt that will happen. It's a real shame because this match probably would have had a five 6,000 crowd at it. Kelly would have taken probably a couple of thousand up the road to, to the... West in the Glasgow, so I'm a bit upset that that's not going to happen. Yeah,
0: but it'd be a really good game. I had the audacity to call it match of the weekend this weekend till I you till you corrected me.
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not having that match of the weekend. Is definitely Cove Rangers v Montrose, the North of Scotland derby. First few seconds, and we'll get to that match next. <laughs> we will.
0: Uh, but back to Comarnock. Uh, yeah, I think it's a,
1: a pretty significant
0: appointment, Derek McInnes, and I think um, that will have ramifications for the rest of the season, you know, I think he will um, be a successful appointment for Kilmarnock as they try to come back up A Broth currently top of the championship, two points ahead of Inverness, albeit played a game in hand on Inverness and Kilmarnock. And I guess it's just a question of how long part time our growth can, can hang on in there.
1: I guess for me it's been an absolute fairy tale for our Broth. Everyone wants to see our Broth stay top and win that league for lots of different reasons. I think football's love for Dick Campbell. Not for everyone, but for the majority of fans outside yeah. the championship. Um, there's a lot of love for, for Dick Campbell and his part-time team. And they deserve all the plaudits they've, they've had so far this season. But I'm afraid to say, you can quote me, um, they won't win this league. I think there's a long, long way to go. They've already lost two key players in January who mm-hmm. come back to their clubs on loan. So I think they're already weakened. They lost to Ayr last weekend. Yeah. And unfortunately for Abroath, they're going to have to settle, I think, for a place in the playoffs. And a lot of it will still to be played. Kilmarnock have brought in Derek McInnes with one objective, and it's to win that league. Yeah. Nothing else will do for Kilmarnock. I, I still believe they've probably got the the best squad in that league. I don't think any of the teams are going to set the header alight, and I don't think Kilmarnock will either. But I do think they'll do enough to win this league. And if they win on Friday night at Hill, they actually go top. So, despite having a pretty pure season, victory on Friday night at Thistle would send Comarnic top of the league, albeit as a team with the game in hand below them. But at 15 to 8, it's a massive, massive price. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure why the Kelly are 15 to 8. Path at Thistle have been a bit hit or miss recently. They are at home, but I don't think their home pitch helps them because they're ground sharing now with Queen's Park. Yeah. A bit of a field. I did look, the, the last time someone played there was. Mid December, so they've probably had a a good month off since they played on that pitch, anyway. But Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking at two games a week come the late, come probably February, March time and into April between both Partick Thistle and Queen's Park. So it's not going to be a a pitch for attractive football. And Kelly may do some of, sorry, Partick may do some of their better work away from home. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the angle here, I I guess what I'd like to highlight first of all is Partick Thistle have not beaten Kilmarnock at home since 2002 so 20 years since they last defeated Kelly here and i think komarnik have only lost two of the last 17 trips to Hill. so it's a pretty standing record for komarnik they are 15 to 8 trying to find an angle here i find one on the bet builder with bet 365 and i do fancy Kelly to score and double chance so one nil okay. does a one all does us a score draw or a Kilmarnock win will we'll see this through, and that pays 5-6 to six with Bet365.
0: Yeah, Kelly, they've enjoyed the odd 1-0 and 2-0 win this, this year. I think it's six or seven games of have to 2 away from home.
1: They have, and Patrick so i have kept quite a few clean sheets as well. I just don't see Command losing this match. Probably not brave enough to back them in the 15-8, although I wouldn't put anybody off backing that. But I just think Derek McInnes going there will have given everyone at Kilmarnock a massive, massive lift. And they obviously got that win last weekend. So I think they're on track now, Kilmarnock, eh, to to win this league. I, I don't think they'll do it in style. I don't think they'll be winning games 4 or 5 nil. But I think McInnes will come in and they'll start grinding out results, especially at home.
0: Yeah. Do you know the thing is, when you look at that big table, it's still very, very tight. Um, there's only, what, six points separate the top five. And as teams kind of start to play each other, I think all you need to do is just put a couple of wins together and you could put a wee bit of daylight
1: between yeah, yourself. So anybody can beat anybody in that league. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing about it. It's a difficult league to bet on mm-hmm. unless you're trying to find different angles. And to be fair to Thistle, if Thistle win this, it brings them right back into contention as well. Yeah, round. that's true. A couple of games yeah. in hand. But what I would say, if Thistle lose this, they would then go seven points behind Kilmarnock, which I think would be untenable for them
0: yeah especially when there's there's only obviously the league winners will be promoted and then the next three teams and there's there's five teams in that battle for for the top four
1: places yeah, at the moment yeah I see who misses out actually out of that five I think you can guarantee Cormaric will be up there yeah but I couldn't pick out the other four mm-hmm. who's going to drop away you probably have to say our both will be up there as well but I still think our both are going to go in a little sticky patch yeah. over the next couple of months yeah
0: we should probably also, just in context of this game, talk about Kamarnock's great away record this season as well.
1: Yeah, they've really struggled at Rugby Park this season, Kamarnock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because the plastic pitch, I don't know if it's because home fan expectation, but they have performed much better away from home. I think they've probably got the best away record in the league, yeah. maybe just behind Arbroath. So they, they, they have been picking up points on the roads, and uh, I think they can come here on Friday night and avoid defeat, and I can definitely see them scoring a goal.
0: OK, so the bet for Friday night then is Kilmarnock to score and Kilmarnock double chance at 5-6 to six on a Bet365 bet builder. Yeah. And you are happy at this stage to put your money on Kilmarnock to win the league after the appointment of Derek McInnes?
1: Yeah, I thought about putting it up last weekend at 7-4. to So at the moment, in terms of the outright market for the championship, Kilmarnock are 6-4. to Now, bearing in mind at the start of the season, Kilmarnock were very, very short at 5-6. to I think you said that was very, very short for Kilmarnock. They would probably get it over the line, but more than happy to take the 6-4 to four now uh, with McInnes being there. But like I said, I'm not expecting great things from Kilmarnock as such in terms of tantalising football and winning games 4-5-0, or five now. but I just think now they'll start grinding out results and McInnes will do what he's been brought in to do, which is to take them straight back up to the Premiership. So 6-4 to four on Kilmarnock to win the league, I think is a pretty solid investment bet. Between now and the end of the season. Yeah, and I think you kind of need to go on that before Friday, don't you? Because if they win it
0: for Hill on well, Friday, yes, then.
1: Yeah, 64 to four. If they win on Friday night, that will be cut into 5 to 4 or 11 to 10 or 65. Um, but I think, in terms of what you get at the banks, in terms of interest rates, I think if you put a bit of money on that 6 to 4 <laughs> and May, um, you've got a decent return. Yeah, other,
0: other investments are available. We, we <laughs> um, another club who've got a new manager in the Championship are United and its former Sheffield Wednesday player, Lee Bullen, who's in charge? What do you make of that?
1: Yeah, really interesting, actually. Um, again, it's probably another appointment where they've gone a bit left field. I don't think anybody would have probably known who Lee Bullen was. I had to retrack Retrace my memory on who he was. He played for Dunfermline for quite a few seasons, and I think he's a bit of a Shefford Wednesday legend. Mm-hmm. He was, how do I put it, a bit of a hatchet man. <laughs> he was, uh, That's one way of
0: putting
1: it. He very competitive player, got stuck in, probably enjoyed a booking back when he played. What, what he will do is make sure his team will be hard to beat, mm. and he's already seen a reaction to that with a 2-1 win across against the league leaders last week in broth. so tremendous win to beat Abroath at any yeah. point um, great start for him and at home to Morton, I probably would have been all over here in this match hadn't Morton thumped them firm in 5-0 yeah but I guess how much do you read into that result because let's be honest I've had like pie shambles. in my face I'm this season. <laughs> um, they are off; they're not even on the bad list. They are off the list completely. So, just to let everyone know, there won't be any more than Ferman tips in the foreseeable future. But I, I do think here, at eleven to ten might just edge this. Yeah, just London Ferman, They are banging trouble now, aren't they? Absolutely. Um, it's been an absolute shambles from Yogi Hughes since he got in there. Five points in twenty-one. A five nil thumping at Morton. Listen, I can live to a thousand years old and I'll never mm, see St. Yeah, Johnson yeah. lose five 0 um, <laughs> at Morton. Um almost a sackable result mm-hmm. to be fair. Yeah. And they're at home to Hamilton on Saturday. Hamilton have improved dramatically over the last month or so. Yeah. And I, I opposed Thistle to beat them on Saturday, but I did say Thistle to score and I think over 1.5 match goals and this double chance was the right way to go. The friendly are 74 on Saturday, and obviously it's a big place for a home team, but you just could not touch them firming. My advice would be to leave this match well, well alone.
0: Yeah, it's been really disappointing. with I think, I think he won his first game. I'm not sure if he was in charge. for the, yeah, TV, they won, the well, previous game that they won.
1: He won, I think, at yeah. home or three at home, and they then beat Queen in the south or was it Queen of the south? Was it three They won it three at home, and that's his only that's his only victory. So it's not looking good. One win, two draws, and six defeats. It's pretty gruesome. Or five defeats is pretty gruesome. Good stuff. The other kind of big game, I suppose, in the championship
0: is Wraith Rovers v Arbroath, which is fourth v first. It's interesting you've already touched on Arbroath and how, without even kicking a ball, they probably look a bit weaker than they were pre-Christmas or before the New Year. Um, And you've kind of got to fear for them a wee bit, I think. Yeah, the rest of the season, haven't
1: you? Which I, is a real shame. It is a shame. I don't want th- to write them off just off the back no, of no. Clothers leaving, but I think the part time element has to come into it for me, and the fact that they have lost two really crucial players. Wraith Rovers seem to have done a, d- a decent amount of business in the, the transfer window. They've got Keaton's and they've got um, the boy from Hibs as well. Jamie Gollum. Um, yeah, so he's he'll be a good addition to Wraith. Again, so I think Wraith at home six 6-4. Very, very tempting at mm-hmm. 6-4. to four. Arbro, 17-10. to 10. I would be more inclined to back Wraith here anyway than I would be Arbro. And I think if anybody wanted a 6-4 a, a to four shout, I don't think Wraith are the worst shouts.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll move on to League One. And after a bit of patience, I suppose, Greg Falkirk finally delivered under Martin Rennie (laughs) at the weekend.
1: Yeah, we had him on the channel last weekend and that wasn't any um, selection based on Falkirk, it was based on the fact that we were playing Dumbarton. and I think at the start of the season we probably lambasted Dumbarton and said they'd be absolutely useless in the Start off a season flying. Yeah, it took a while <laughs> to become useless, to be fair. Yeah, but they're right <laughs> down in the mix, now. they're probably gonna finish second bottom or bottom. Mm-hmm. Five of two last weekend. But yeah, good result for Falkirk. They had to get a result. They brought the guy back from Arbroath. Is it Dowds? Was it what's the guy's name? <sighs> back in the school sort of at Haptik anyway. The, the only from, from Arbroath back to Falkirk at the weekend, and they travel to Airdrie. Airdrie. Yeah. Which Airdrie are flying this now. Absolutely yeah, flying. Four, doing really well the At home, very very strong. Yeah, got some good players. because they still pulling the strings for them. It's not a match I'd be touching. It's you really know obviously a big boost for Falkirk last weekend. Airdrie right in the mix of the promotion race. Falkirk scrambling to get into the playoffs still. But again, it's a, it's a match best left alone. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's a really
0: interesting game, you know, off the back of that win for Falkirk last week, um, I suppose a real chance for for Martin Rennie to make a statement um, as Falkirk manager, but Airdre, a really tough place to go this season.
1: Yeah, it'll be really tough, I don't think there'll be much in this game, I think it'll be a, a scabby 1-0 to someone, but I, I don't think there'll be many goals in this match.
0: Q 5-4 thriller Five <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as we've touched on match of the day uh, not just in league one Greg but Europe. In, in Scotland you know, <laughs> uh, is at Cove Rangers uh, in its first v second Cove already have a, a seven point lead at the top of the table and I suppose this is an opportunity for them to put the, the Scottish league one title to bed this early in the season
1: absolutely if they win this for me they go 10 points clear of Montrose and I don't see them dropping 10 points they'd have to go on a horror run mm. to, to lose the league and the other side would have to go on some incredible winning streak yeah it's such a competitive league where you'd expect teams like Falkirk, Airdrie, Queen's, well, Queen's Park are well out of it to be fair and Montrose to continue dropping points yeah so it's a it's a really interesting match this one it's two teams you're probably two of the form teams in the UK probably uh, both teams unbeaten 14 Cove have now won eight on the spin, 18 goals in their last six at home. I think they scored three, 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 two, three and four. So they scored three or more goals now in five of their last six games. I think I posted on Twitter last week about Cove's amazing second half goals performances. (laughs) And they ended up only scoring one at Clyde. At the weekend there
0: But it was still a late one
1: It was a late goal, yeah So a a goal after 71 minutes 72 minutes for Cove Has come in in pretty much Every game They've scored 81% Of their goals In the second half Wow Which is mental So Might go to show How the fitness works for them In terms of some of their matches Mm -hmm. But It's a really interesting match In terms of Cove are even money here Now that's not To show any disrespect To Montrose I think we always Big up Stuart Petrie and the job he's done there. Yeah. To be sitting second in the league at this point is phenomenal, and to be still within the shout of the title at this point is really, really good. But yeah. I just think seven wins and seven draws for them. I just think Cove at home flying at the moment, and I know Montrose are doing really well as well, but I just think Cove might have that little bit of extra quality in the time. They've got Vigers, who, need to remember, he was captaining a Premiership team yeah. last season, Yeah. and he's now dropped down to League One, Obviously, Mitch Megginson, who was missing last weekend due to injury, and Rory McAllister to provide the goals. So I think for me, I think it'd be foolish not to take Cove at Even Money here. And it's probably the last time we'll get Cove at Even Money at home this season. I was just going to say that kind of reminds
0: me of a wee bit of Kelty in League 2, where, you know, when they are that price, you've kind of got to, you've got to have a look at it, at least, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I just I just think they're just going to have a little bit extra quality. Again, I don't think it'll be a high-scoring match. Um, Cove against some of the better teams have not huffed and puffed but they've had to wait until the second half to, to get their goals and I think that might be the case here. did look at Cove to score too but happy just to see them uh, win this match. At yeah, event, even event. Right?
0: I think what's interesting is Cove obviously great home record seven wins three draws from their ten but when are also unbeaten away from home yeah yeah so something's I guess something's got to give it the weekend. But, um, yeah, I think when Cove are even money, you've, you've got to take notes of it. And it's one of those ones you might be sitting and kicking yourself at five o'clock, saying why didn't oh. I back them. OK, anything else in League
1: One before we move on to League Two? Just curious about what's happening at Queen's Park. They're like 19 points behind Cove. They got rid of Laurie Ellis at, on Hogmanay. So happy new year to him. And they still haven't got a manager in place. And we're now on the, what, the 12th of January. Their season hasn't stopped. They've got Gardner Spears in charge alongside Peter Grant. Now, not Peter Grant, The firm Peter Grant. I believe it's his son that's helping out at Queen's Park. But Queen's Park, have got this whole, I guess, project of moving to the Lesser Hamden, redeveloping it, getting it to a family club, a community club, and getting up the leagues. So it's a bit of a story to be told at Queen's Park, but I'm very surprised at this point now, after two weeks, they still haven't got a manager in place. It's a very attractive proposition, a very attractive gig, and I'm really surprised they haven't got anyone yet. They travelled to Aloha, I think, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, it's
0: undoubtedly a club. I was going to say they're going somewhere. I think they are going somewhere. I just don't think they're getting there as quickly as no. they'd like to have done. And
1: that's what I mean about the 19 points behind Cove at this point in the season. It's a, it's a massive, massive gap. They were probably were leading the, the league about two months ago.
0: Yeah, kind of lost their way a wee bit. But I also think not having a home pitch isn't helping either. You know, having
1: to no, play their games in while.
0: isn't ideal at all. We're absolutely no. right. You know, so maybe, maybe they're prepared to write off this season to a certain extent. You know, galvanise get themselves settled as a League One club and then go again next season. But, um, you know, that, you know, I was going to say, there's still a my playoff chance, so you just never know. Yeah. OK, moving on to League Two. Now, this is a, a league that we've we've not really bet on a lot this season at all. Um, and we spoke earlier in the day, we are just kind of saying how, how tough it looks this weekend again, but you've had some time to look into some of the fixtures and there's a few that have caught your eye.
1: Yeah, I think the pricing of some of them has caught my eye more than anything. I think it's a league where there's always likely to be goals. I don't think defences are, are on top in some of these sides. Elgin host, Albion Rovers. Now, I think both of these clubs will be delighted that Cown and are in the league. <laughs> will look they'll be going down to the lone league next season. Yeah. Yeah. 11 points off the pace. They've only got 10 points so far. Elgin and Al- Albion Rovers both in 21. So I don't think they have to worry too much about going down or being embroiled in a relegation battle. But that said, there are only five points of the playoffs. So there's only one playoff spot realistically left. Yeah. And Elgin and, Elgin and um, Albion Rovers can both make that last spot. So it's a really interesting match here. Neither side is good defensively. I think Elgin have scored in 13 of their last 15 home games. They don't keep many clean sheets. Albion Rovers have seen over 2.5 goals now in five of their last six games. And the last six meetings between the sides has yielded 24 goals, Mm 2-0, 3-0. I think Albion Rovers won here 5-2 in April. And I remember that because we tipped Albion Rovers at 7-2 to win that match. Was
0: that that one, was it?
1: Yeah, um, 3-1, 2-2 and 2-1. So 24 goals, four goals a match in this tie. And you're getting even money on over 2.5 goals to get any match in this league over 2.5 goals again it's one of those ones I think we spoke before pre-podcast it's a very difficult card this weekend Mm -hmm. hence why there's no nap and I guess we've only decided to go with three bets and such but I think again it's another one of those matches where the even money on this match over 2.5 goals I guess it's just a bit too big to ignore yeah yeah
0: Likewise, uh, Kelty, they host Edinburgh City. Kelty, seven points clear with two games in hand. It's looking like a formality for them to to win the league um, and they should be fairly comfortable at home to Edinburgh City.
1: Absolutely. Again, hard to find any value in Kelty, although Kelty to score in both halves is 11-10, to 10, which is very, very tempting. And I might still go back in on that um, later in the week, if it's still there. But at the moment, yeah, it's just the three bets. But I do like the look of Kelty Hearts to score both halves and also goals at Elgin and Forfer. Sorry, Annan and Forfer. Mm-hmm. Plenty of goals in Annan's matches. They're flying at the moment. Uh, Worth noting they did beat Kelty Hearts 5 1 two weeks ago. Yeah, incredible result. Did get a Manson off right in half time. Yeah. And Forfer, I think they've scored two or more goals now in like nine of the last 10 games. So over 2.5 goals here is 4 5. So, again, two decent singles there between them and Kelty, and you could probably put them as a double, actually. So it wouldn't be the worst double in the world. Mm.
0: Okay, so not tips as such, but just three-pointers, I suppose, and lead to to maybe flesh out your coupons this weekend. Um, Anything else in in Scotland before we wrap up?
1: No, as I said before, it's a really tricky card. It's, It's funny, some weekends you get a card and you could literally put seven or eight bets up quite easily. But this weekend, a lot of the games are finely matched, finely balanced and there isn't really much jumping out. Mm-hmm. So, I do like the look of Wraith Rovers, like I said before, possibly home to, Wraith, to to Arbroath. So, there's probably a couple of bets you could probably throw in there as a kind of small stakes accumulator. Mm-hmm. But I'm quite happy, though, with the three that were selected.
0: Okay, Can you just recap those three for us then?
1: Yeah, so starting with Friday night, the big match in the Championship, taking part of this will be Kilmarnock and Kilmarnock to score and Coman at double chance in that piece five to six with Bet365 on the bet builder. And match of the day in Europe, Cove versus Montrose <laughs> in League One. 1st seconds, V2nd, and I'm taking Cove to edge that match at even money with Bet365. And finally into League Two, I'm taking Elgin at home to Albion Rovers and over 2.5 match goals at even money with William Hill. Okay, good stuff
0: and don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Brownie84Greg and of course if you'd like to join Greg's Telegram channel if you're not already a member then visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up and that's us for this week we'll be back next week for a Scottish Cup special with Dave McDonald from Pine Bovro but until then thank you very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend thank you
1: good luck